Ah, Kramer and Felgren feel like they've been gone forever. What's taking them so long? Perhaps it's just the anxiety being away from Mary in a place that we know is not friendly. With the speaker under duress and his staff missing, we need to find them before we can kick off our little party. So I guess I'll just have to trust our sneaky little shapeshifters to do what needs to be done. Huh? If things go wrong, I'm sure we'll be the first to hear on tonight's short quest, Long Rest. Your your paws hit the stone below. He just picks them up, picks them up one at a time, shakes them like. And you find yourself in a uh, a hall made of mortared stone that is. Uh, it actually should be lit down here. So let me drop some torches. But if it's in. not, well, it's pretty lit. <laughs> uh, but even <laughs> if it's wah. not, he is a kitty. But he uh, he's also a raven. I think that they're both fine. <laughs> He's a ra- a ravidi. A Kitaven? Yeah. There are four torches down here that sort of brightly illuminate the landing at the bottom of the ladder. Uh, which you can see now is actually some iron rungs that are like bolted into the stone. Everything down here is damp. And in addition to, you know, having the scent of stew in your nostrils, you also have a faint scent of of corpse. You know, there there must be bodies down here. Frozen. Because of how cold it is. You get the scent of water in your nostrils. Maybe a bit of, like, mold, mildew. That kind of, like, dank underground smell. And you can see that in addition to there being what appears to be a... A chamber to the north. It's got some boxes and barrels and, you know, some tarps in that direction. And that is... A good part of where the smell of death is coming from. Eastward, there is a rowboat that is rocking on a half-frozen cistern. And the water is, like, dark and ominously still down here. Look how pad is way over here. Okay. Yeah, as as you pad your way into what appears to be a cold storage, the tarps in the room, you can see you're stretched out across the floor, you see four pairs of boots pointing up towards the ceiling out from under those tarps. Go up to them, sniff them. They remain unmoving. You get a faint whiff of, of death and half-frozen flesh. Because it's cold down here, not enough to freeze solid. There's no heads poking out? No heads poking out. It's just uh, the tarp covers them enough. It's just boots poking out at the uh, at the end nearest to you. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Felgren's gonna just turn back into himself. Okay. Meanwhile, Dreamer, as the cat goes darting past this guy and falls down past you onto the floor below, and then saunters its way into a, a chamber to the north, the two guards above you are both looking down, and they're staring past you. They don't really seem to notice you behind the, 
the cap that this guy is wearing and through his hair. And they also watch this cat go into that chamber. And these men have a conversation between themselves about just how fucking weird that cat is. Uh, one of them mentions briefly, like, I think it was sick. There was something weird about that cat. And the guard reaches up. He grabs the basket with the, the wooden bowls in it and descends one-handed. And as soon as he gets down there, he's looking around for the cat, but his back had been to Felgren. The two above are the ones that had seen which way he had gone. So as this guy is sort of looking around for Felgren the kitty... He gives up fairly quickly and grabs that cauldron of stew and starts heading for the rowboat. Yeah, the cat's gonna freeze down here anyway. He starts climbing into the rowboat. At this point, Felgren's probably taken off the whatever's covering the body. Whatever the what farthest one on the left is. Alrighty. Uh, furthest left. The first one you uncover appears to be a halfling dressed in civilian clothing. But when you catch sight of, like, the shoulder of the next one, one of the taller ones, you catch a glimpse of leather and a deep red jerkin underneath. Ziwa, so uh, whip back the tarp further. Are you, are you trying to do this quietly? Because yeah. you would have heard this guy go uh, walking past Yeah, he would try uh, to do eastward. quietly. Okay. Uh, in that case, roll me stealth. Stealth? Mm-hmm. Crit. Oh no, my right. Nice. No. Fuck yeah. A crit. Okay. For a I'll, 22. <laughs> because I'm so proud of your crit, I'll let you know. This guy has a passive perception of 11. All right. He's not fucking noticing you. <laughs> you are a shadow of the night. Yeah, you are You are absolutely silent as you pull back this tarp even further. And you see that it seems like just his sleeve was red uh, on either side. The rest of his shirt underneath is black. He's got a, uh, a leather armor, as you've seen the other guards up top wearing. But it is a it is a loop of leather around his neck, like a necklace that really kind of catches your eye. Take it between his fingers and examine it. Okay, let me grab it here. When you tug the uh, the end of the necklace out from under his leather armor and give it a good look, kind of hold it in your hand... The symbol that you're looking at, although it seems associated with ice, it's definitely got this glacial look to it, does not look like anything you've seen associated with Aural. It is instead, as you kind of turn it this way and that, you know, what you took to be a shard of ice, because it does have this sort of icy blue color to it, actually appears to be like a saber or a blade locked in a block of ice. It's not something that he recognizes, though. Roll me a religion check. Oh, Lord. Um, not great at that. A four. Oof. A four? With the classic <laughs> plus zero to that roll. Yeah. Who's to say? I'll pluck it, pull it off, okay. and then pocket it. If you check out the other corpses, you'll notice that the other two of the four that are there, they also have those same necklaces. Hmm. Meanwhile, you hear out in the hall behind you the steady stroke of oars through water. Give a little peek. As Dreamer, this guy is starting to row across the cistern with the stew pot between his feet in the rowboat. Your show, Dreamer. 
Oh boy. I don't know if Felgren knows you're there. But if you don't if you don't do something, Felgren's gonna. Just fair warning. But you do what you do. <laughs> you don't know nope, that. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. I I don't I didn't see what you saw. Are you doing anything or are you just you're just hanging out? I'm hanging. Okay. Uh well as this guy keeps rowing eastward across the cistern. It is this very, very low ceilinged chamber in here. You could almost he could reach up and touch the ceiling. Uh, but his head doesn't scrape along it. The water beneath is dark and the edges of it are iced over but the middle remains free of ice and that's what he's rowing up passes what appears to be another room on the left hand side that's just kind of got some broken busted boxes in there and as he's rowing where are you looking he's looking out at him he's peeking okay a little peek so that's where where felgren's looking he's he's keeping an eye on this guy what is dreamer checking out um, well, as we're rowing by something, I will take a look that way. With your little spider eyes? My little spider eyes. Alright, roll me Dreamer, perception. what's your spider eyes see? Uh, hey! Hey! Oh, that's right, your fucking god sees all. <laughs> yeah, 25. <laughs> okay. So that particular room, you know, from what you're able to see from the rowboat, just a bunch of busted boxes. Kind of seems like, you know, a trash dump, if if anything. Uh, or an abandoned storage room. With that perception check of 25, you do also briefly hear what sounds like a squeak from that direction. What kind of squeak? Like, like a mouse or a rat. An animal squeak. Definitely not a human squeak. Those uh, damn human squeaks. As he rose still further eastward... And now you, you're looking south as he rose, uh, you know, adjacent, abreast of another hall, southward. He starts to, to turn the boat and rolls up, doesn't keep going to what appears to be a large gate at the far end of the cistern. Instead, he rows into a hallway on the right, where some submerged steps emerge from the water. And there's a ring that he, you know, sort of hastily ties the boat off to. And he starts walking into what appears to be a 15 by 15 room. And this room is not empty. Frost covers the floor of this room, so he's kind of watching his footing as he walks. To the left and to the right are narrow tunnels. All of them out of the made out of the same, like, mortared stone. But it is the... Eight foot tall pillar of ice in this room that catches your eye. The the pillar of ice as he you know turns and heads still further east into a chamber that just has a lever on the far wall. As you are still attached to his back, when his back is to that room with the statue is how uh, when you're best able to see it. And you see yourself looking up at an eight foot tall statue of a horned pale-skinned humanoid figure trapped in ice. The the pillar of ice that is there is wrapped in black chains. I will say that once the dude went out of sight, Felgren would have been, that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't say that, but he does turn into a bat. Yeah, God damn it, that'd be I, so I fantastic. I appreciate the 
what we do in the Shadows references this episode. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, I've been watching it recently, and it's fun. It's phenomenal. We're actually going to be studying it in mockumentary. It's so, so good. Oh, nice. So good. But yeah, bat? Bat? Okay. <laughs> Where you go, it is bat. He's just flying down the... <laughs> okay. Bandits. I imagine in a closed off dark tunnel like this a bat would not be out of place no a bat would not be out of place but yeah as soon as he went out of sight he would have he would have done uh so flying across the cistern and towards the the large gate on the far side it is just this big old slab of dark stone and the only way that really kind of defines it as a gate is it's of a different color than the mortared stone around it and you can see the a bit of the chain mechanism at the top. It's too narrow of a gap for you to squeeze through. But these chains go chains go up into the ceiling through some holes. But as you're hovering there in front of this stone gate, this impassable stone gate, Dreamer, the guy reaches the, the lever in this room and pulls it. And as soon as he pulls it, Felgrin you can see and dreamer can hear that that gate slowly starts to rise and you can see the water underneath sort of turning and shifting you know the ice is kind of turning a little as the water is disturbed and this gate just starts rising and soon enough there is a about a, a six inch and then a one foot and then a two-foot gap at the bottom as it's lifted. Do you, do you fly through, or are you hanging where you are? That's a good question. I don't think he's going to fly in there without knowing what the fuck is on the other side. Okay. Just fly into a dragon's mouth. Like, yay! Uh, also, I'm going to do that. Uh, so this bat is made of wood and rusted metal, much like Dreamer. <laughs> Same hat. Dreamer bat. So yeah, uh, I think... You know what? He's not that smart. He's a bat right now. Yeah, he's just flying in. Whee! Okay. New space for you find bat. yourself. <laughs> you find yourself flying through this gate into what appears to be a smaller cistern. This one really only about 40 feet long, as opposed to the other at your back. And the only way to go from here, unlike the other cistern where there's like halls off of it that you can row to, to your immediate left you can make out a another room. And really quickly, as a bat, I want you to roll me a perception check, because you know, being a bat, you would navigate by sound. Bat? Bat? Don't they get advantage, though? I don't know. I'm looking it up. So. <laughs> uh, say, I want to say they get perception by sound that advantage. So it has blind sight, mm-hmm. passive perception 11. Yeah. Uh, rely on hearing advantage. Yeah, so go ahead, roll me uh, perception at advantage. Okay. Ooh, look at that kitty that Elise drew. Oh, so pretty. It's a feather bird. Oh, or a feather kitty. I love it. I love it. Good job, Elise. Yeah, it looks great. Okay, just make sure. At advantage. Okay, sorry, oh. give me a second. 13 and 10, so 15. 15, okay, that's enough. As soon as there was a six inch gap, at the bottom of the gate, between the surface of the water and the bottom of the gate, you could faintly hear whispers, and you couldn't quite make out what they were saying, but now that you're able to to fly into the room, you're catching the tail end of a couple of people that seem to be, like, 
he's coming, okay. And then there's just silence from that direction. <laughs> You're going in? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a bat. He's dumb. Don't hurt him. <laughs> he's just a little bat. Um, I would say if you're staying up near the ceiling. Oh, yeah, he is. He's doing. He's classic bat. You know? Okay. Up near the ceiling. <laughs> classic bat. Then yeah. you would find yourself in a very small chamber, like maybe eight feet square, where below you there are five people that appear to have pressed themselves up to the walls so that they're out of sight of the hall. And they are all crouched and tense and nervously watching that entrance. And you've been in enough, like, you've been adventuring for a while, you've been in enough scraps. These people look like they're ready to jump someone. It's an ambush. Uh, yeah. Half-starved, uh, you know, shivering, nervous. Yeah, someone, someone about to get jumped. Yep. Yep, they're about to jump that guard. <laughs> uh, Dreamer, as the guard comes back into the room with this pillar of ice with the statue within, you could see that beyond it, the chamber to the west, because you know, you had gone eastward for him to pull the lever, to the west appears to be, it's hard to make out because it's dark in there, but a modestly furnished bedroom? Why is there that? Why is that down here? That's a little weird. Vampire! Um, <laughs> and before you can even really question it, this guy, he, uh, he turns right, he heads back to the rowboat, and with his back now to the statue again, you're able to get your best look at it yet. And you can see now on the far wall behind it that the entire wall is matted with the sort of brown fuzz. <gasps> now I want you to roll me a nature check. <laughs> oh no. What the fuck did you find down there? It's a horned dude that sounds like a demon. I mean, I thought first, I was like, oh, so what is it, a tiefling? And now I'm like, no, this is like a fucking demon down I've there. I've been playing too much Diablo. I'm like, this is like a devil or something horrible. Yeah, exactly. Straight up fucking like <laughs> Lilith down there or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a 15, you would recognize the fuzz uh, on the back wall to be brown mold. What the f- oh. Yep. Which you know, uh, you know, keeps an area cold. No, so it's outside of the ice. It's literally, this room is empty except for what appears to be a eight-foot-tall pillar of ice up the center of the room. Okay. In which there is this figure, this pale horned figure, and the entire pillar is bound in chains. And then behind it, uh, Dreamer, you seeing that brown mold and knowing that it uh, emanates cold, probably what's helping to keep that thing frozen. The, uh, the guy climbs back into the rowboat and uh, paddles through into the uh, the the cistern to the east through the gate yeah. and as he is pulling up to the uh, the sort of narrow hall that leads to a chamber to the north he uh, starts calling out hey you filthy mugs back up against the wall coming in with your dinner yeah I think Felgrin's up and there is silence if they didn't stop him he's like just on the ceiling yeah, they didn't, they didn't even notice just you. Just tucked up they're, in the they're corner. They're too focused. Okay. okay. He's just hanging there like a little, a little lump. And Dreamer, almost like through this guy's leather armor, you can f almost feel the tension in him as whoever he's talking to doesn't respond and he is immediately suspicious and 
gets the vibe that maybe something is up. And he ties off the rowboat and steps out of it into the hall and is reaching behind him into the boat. And as he's doing so, he's talking about like, Hey, I've got your dinner here. Don't, don't be stupid. And he seems as if he's reaching down for the cauldron. But you also see the scimitar in the bottom of the boat beside it. That he is, uh, he is grabbing and slowly easing out behind him. Channel Sadoon just fucking garrote him. Fine <laughs> <laughs> whip, just whoosh around his neck, just <laughs> fucking drag him down. You can't. I don't think you can get hurt by Cole. Just jump into the water with him and just sink down and hold him. <laughs> you don't need to That's breathe, right? That's <laughs> yeah, horrifying. Also freeze. It'll fish you out. Yeah, I'm gonna think you can pick a fish you out. Yeah, that'll be great. What an awesome way. I didn't even think of that. As a robot, like, you don't have to breathe doing that shit to somebody, just grabbing their foot and, like, holding them down, like, not nah, them get and, out. like, just, you know, lay, uh, play dead. Yeah, just, yeah, go go dead weight and just hold <laughs> on to them at the bottom of the fucking lake. Just be like, mm. where are you going? Nowhere. Could I hop off of his back into the boat as he, like, turns around? Yeah, I'll allow that. And then drop my wild shape and uh, rock the boat a little bit. Okay. So his eyes are at the back of a chamber and the people are still pressed up against the walls. They're out of his sight, Felgren. So he doesn't notice until the boat rocks into his hand that he like he, he has grabbed his scimitar and he's starting to pull it out and it kind of knocks against the boat and he turns to look just kind of on instinct. And he sees you standing there in the dark, Dreamer, with that one blue eye, one green eye, just staring at him. Jesus. I'll draw my own scimitar, which is the Moon Touch scimitar. Uh, uh-huh. They're going to have a scimitar off. It's like a dance-off, but way more sharp. What are you doing with it? I am just drawing it, and I'll say, put the weapon away, and this won't get messy. I think I'll really drop his and just land on his feet. It's a good idea. <laughs> okay. I don't remember that Dreamer is like eight foot. <laughs> Hell yeah. Seven foot or something. So <laughs> here's the here's the order of events. The guy has his his scabbard for the the scimitar. He hasn't yet drawn it completely. He's got the scabbard gripped. And he's in a sort of half crouch in front of you, Dreamer, and now looking up at you when you say this. And he goes to reach for the hilt of the the scimitar to draw it when he hears Felgren behind him. And Felgren, when you drop to the floor behind these people that are already tense and are, are shocked at the appearance of Dreamer, their attention is focused that direction. The moment you open your mouth, this sort of pimple-faced kid beside you, yeah, yeah, I say kid, kind of an older teen, shrieks and jumps because you <gasps> startle him. Sorry, it's fine. I'm here to help. <laughs> and these people, like, they're they're half-starved, they're scared, they're obviously, like, having a miserable time down here, and all they're doing is flattening themselves to the walls because they've realized something is about to go down. Hells yeah. Stay out of the fucking melee. I'd stay down because most of the time they choose to get fucked up. (laughs) Dreamer, 
Make me an athletics check. Oh no. <laughs> nice. I believe in you. Well, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, a fucking you roll a three. three oh. This guy rolls a four. What the uh, fuck? Bend luck. While his oh, <laughs> oh okay. yes! <laughs> yes! I assume four dreamer, not the other guy, because yes. that would be ridiculous. Hoping you're gonna get a less than a three. Okay, they uh, dreamer <laughs> started at three, gets a one from Felgren, so four four meets it, beats it. Uh, dreamer. This guy goes to, like, shoulder you into the water. And at first, your feet start to slip out from under you. Like, you kind of lose your footing. The boat rocks. And you start to tip back. And then suddenly, you feel your foot that's lifted off the bottom of the boat is almost, like, sucked back down onto the boat. And it writes <laughs> itself. It is still again. Like, <laughs> as if it is sitting on rock and not water. And uh, at this point, we're going to roll initiative between this little gang. Hells yeah. This guy's so effed. Oh yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Good lord. Bam. This is how we kill people in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, and Dreamer rolled a 16. Okay. Oh, that's why it uh, it rolled you guys for the, the other initiative that I have in there. What? <laughs> Don't oh, worry about no. it. Worried. I had something prepped. Yeah, I was Worried. gonna say, I'm sure it's if we had gone blasting out. Into Panic! See, she knows oh, as well, because that's what I said, and she probably was expecting us to fucking kick the door down, bust out in the goddamn hallway, and start murdering people. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Dreamer, you are first. What are, you, uh, what are you doing there, buddy? Well, I said I drew the scimitar. You did. Now yes. I'm just gonna immediately put it away and then uh, thorn with. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so you briefly draw the moon touch scimitar, and so there's a brief bit of moonlight in the cistern that illuminates a, a good portion of this northern half of the cistern. Once it's sheathed, that light goes away, and you're thorn whipping the guy that is standing right in front of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that spell a ranged attack? It is a melee spell attack. Melee spell attack. Okay, great. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll, then. Alright. Create a long, vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at your command towards a creature in range. Creature takes 1d6 damage, and if the creature is larger or smaller, you pull them up to 10 feet closer to you. So he's already adjacent to you, so you're not going to be able to get that pull in. But an 18 definitely hits. Okay. Whoa. 6 and 3. 9. Not For bad. a total of nine. Nicely done. Okay. This guy, as soon as the the thorns sort of grip his forearm and you pull back, it's almost like, like, this is awful. Uh, cheese grater to the forearm. Oh, Jesus. Of thorns. Oh, God. Yeah. Of the, the weapon arm that he's now brandishing and he curses out loud. And is going to take a slash at you with his own scimitar. Oh. Rolls a crit. <laughs> oh, funny. Jesus. Uh, for 14 points of slashing damage. No, it should be, sorry. It is seven points of slashing and five points of cold. Oh, Nine shit. Nine points of slashing. Now, is it the scimitar or is it him? It's got to be him. Well, Some I will. Some type of cold guy. Absorb elements on that, just for funsies. Nice. Okay. Smack. 
So it is, just to clarify, it's nine points of slashing damage, and then it's five points of cold damage, so you would be absorbing the five. Okay, so I'm gonna do that first. Okay. And then so, I have the cold damage to two. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. That is what he does, uh, lashing out at you. Felgrin. This guy did not listen to reason. Nope. Oh, idiot. He's going to cast Ronathim's Psychic Lance. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what, what are you doing that? to this poor bastard? So he's just going to tap his forehead twice and it just lights up with like purple okay. light. Oh my god, this is overkill. <laughs> Target must make an intelligence saving throw. Well, let's double check. Oh my god. Uh, he has advantage against Charmed or Frightened, but that doesn't apply here. So yeah, let's roll his saving throw. He rolls a 17 exactly with a plus zero. Ah. A second. Do it. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage. Ah. Okay. Yeah, I can do it again. Then look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you want to roll a 1d4, and that'll be... Minus two. All right. So his save of 17, it goes to a 15, which no longer meets your spell save DC. So if you want to give me the full damage. God damn. Uh, uh, this is overkill. Shh. We'll find out. He might not be a joke. It's fine. He, he's badly injured from my thorn whip. Oh, is he? I didn't hover over. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Okay, <laughs> never mind. It's fine. Oh my god. So 20 dead. points of psychic damage. Okay. Um, how does that kill him? <laughs> it's just straight up just like a laser beam. Just like a thin purple, purple pink beam. And it just goes just right through his forehead. Just okay. <laughs> uh, Dreamer, being on the opposite side of this guy from Felgren, you could swear you saw a pink glow under his hairline. And the hole is uh, big enough to see Felgrin's face on the other side when Dreamer's <laughs> looking. Oh, so all the way through. Yeah, never mind, Dreamer. You had to duck your head out of the way as a pink beam uh, lances through this guy's head and strikes the far wall. And he is going to topple over into the water with a splash. Just looked out at his nails. Well, that was easy. That is the end of our very, very brief combat there. See? On your side. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the guy is dead, everyone that's pressed up against the wall is looking between you and Dreamer apprehensively. Is that, that's not what you wanted? I, uh... He's fair. A woman, a dwarven woman, speaks up towards the front right there, Milbara. Oh, no, no, it's... Uh, we were gonna jump him, but... Where did you come from? I was the bat that flew in. Did you not see the bat? That was me. Everyone's kind of like mouthing the bat. Like no, didn't no, they did not notice you. Oh well, you know, I, I flew in as a bat that you didn't see, which I guess was the goal. Yeah, uh, very well done. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate. Yeah. It. Um. Who are you, by the way? All of you. Why are you? Yeah, here? that's that. That is. Those were my questions. Mm -hmm. I'm Milbara. Uh, this is Tam, Elpricht, uh, Dasir, and Lanthus. We're, uh, 
Well, I was the the speaker's dwarven interpreter, and I guess they don't have need for me anymore. The uh, shy, sort of pimply-looking older kid was a. Oh, I was the. Uh, I kept the kettles. And all of them sort of crowd around and are giving uh, their roles within the keep. Just like, kind of exuberant at being rescued and also not sure how to deal with this now very awkward situation of them being in a state of absolute need as far as like being half starved. And I'll grab the, uh, the cauldron, the bowls. Yeah. And bring them over into the room. Yeah, as you enter the room, it is fairly crowded in there, and it stinks. Oh, days was pooping. Yeah, but, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Um, as soon as you present the, the stew pot and the basket of wooden bowls there, Dreamer, uh, the woman Milbara seems to take charge, this you know sort of shorter dwarven woman. She immediately starts distributing what is now a uh, partially cooled stew to the others and as soon as they start eating like there is no notice of you and felgrin for a good like two minutes as everyone's wolfing food down partway through eating the an older man the sort of tall skeletally thin almost snooty looking type it's weird because his nose every time that he looks up at you it's kind of like it turns up to the ceiling he's used to holding his chin a little high but he wipes his mouth with the the sleeve of his shirt, very, very, like, as if trying to keep his manners, and addresses you, Dreamer. Oh, I was the butler of the house. We've been down here for a few weeks now. Do you, um, would you lend us the use of that boat? There are at least two guards in the tower still. You can't do to them what you, uh, and he glances towards the body floating in the water beside the rowboat. Ted still smoking. <laughs> it's a little little purple smoke in the in the dark. I mean, I could. I don't want to put you all at risk. Oh, I I I should think that we could stay down here um on on the on the safe side, mind. Well, you take care of that. We stay down here too long, they're going to be questioning why he's taking so long. This is true. Could you tell me about the statue with the chains and the mold? As you mention these things, a lot of them are kind of looking between themselves and they seem confused. Oh. Uh, if there is such a thing down here, it's new. A what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm also confused. Something you want to share? Dreamer? When I was riding on our f- friend's shoulder, he'll look over at the body in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, to raise the gate, we walked past a frozen person bound in chains, and on the wall in that room, there was a brown mold, probably to uh, keep the statue frozen. Why do we care about mold? Am I correct in remembering that it uh, is drawn to heat and saps heat away? Uh, I would say you rolled high enough on your nature check to know that. It, uh, it drains the heat from the area 
and is drawn to it. Huh. Well, we should probably ferry these people. Sure, uh, one quick question. Uh, he's gonna pull out the necklace from his pocket. Do any of you know Uh what this is? As you hold it up, again, there is just confusion on the faces of these people. No, nothing. Uh, never seen anything like it. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to, uh, pull the body of the guard. Uh Uh-huh. Like, onto the steps or whatever, and search him for keys or anything like that. So... You don't find any keys on him. However, around his neck, you find a necklace identical to the one Felgren is holding up. It's a cult. <laughs> Maybe they Damn. just have the same fashion choice. It's a really popular amulet. They all it's shopped really... a Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, you're, you're dead on. Uh, in that case, when you find it, roll me a religion check. You can do it. I'm average at these. I am way below average. Uh, well, it's just, it appears to be a necklace of crystal, like a block of ice, clear crystal, with a twist of wire inside that looks like is shaped into a sword. That is what this necklace is made of. It's definitely not oral symbol. You at least know her snowflake by now. You said that it was a statue? That looks like a person. Could you take me to it? Yeah. I'll pocket pocket the necklace. Well, let's go. Should we ferry everyone down? or? Well, I don't know where they're going to go with the guards up there. I know we're not staying here. (sighs) (laughs) Or do you want to go with us when we're not ready to the creepy statue? Roll me a persuasion check. (sighs) Seventeen. They kind of huddle for a moment to talk amongst themselves, but this room is so small that you can hear every word that is exchanged. The dwarven woman, Milbara, she eventually sort of berates them into just being, just be patient for a bit long. Be patient. Let them make sure that it's safe on the other side. If we ask them to take us there and then explore this thing, it's us between them and the guards, not the other way around. She is a smart lady. So... Eventually, they, they part again and make room for you to go by. Um, He's going to hand out a couple of rations. Like, Here, just eat some food. We'll be back soon. You can feel the anxiety on your back as you climb into the rowboat for you and Dreamer to go check out the strange statue. So, I'm going to take the, the pair of you over there. Uh, so, let me describe this area again. And I'm going to first reveal on the map a couple of of items. I love items. Mm. (laughs) More like uh, labels is what I should say. Line items. Line items. Okay. Line items. Line items. Line items. So back here at the statue, as as you step off the low stairs and tie off the robo onto the same iron ring... That minutes before, the guy that you killed had had tied it off on. You walk down a narrow hallway to a chamber that's about 15 by 15 feet. Frost covers the floor of this dark room. And to your left and to your right, there are narrow tunnels. Uh, Looking down them, 
the left seems to lead to an empty chamber with a lever on the far side. And Dreamer, you would know that this is the lever for opening the gate. To the right appears to be a very modestly appointed bedroom of some kind. You could see uh, the edge of a bed, a carpet, a desk. Currently quiet in that direction. But in the chamber that you're in, in the center of it rises an eight-foot-high pillar, and it is ice. And within the ice, trapped inside, you can see a, a horned, pale-skinned, sort of humanoid figure underneath. The outside of this pillar of ice is wrapped in black chains, and the wall behind it is fuzzy with brown mold or fungus. So, as a tiefling, does it look similar to him in any way? Mm, definitely similar. Uh, you know, the horns, automatically there's a uh, similarity there. The humanoid figure, again, same thing with there being a, uh, a similarity. But if it's a tiefling or not, trapped in ice, uh, that's going to require an investigation check. I think he's just going to try that. So you try detect thoughts on uh, this figure trapped in ice. Yes. Okay. Uh, I will say you do not find it to be a... Uh, you do not find it to be something you can target with the spell. Hmm. Ooh, interesting. So either A, it's dead, or B, it's like non-mind affecting or something. Could have its mind blocked off. Yeah, so... Sure. Would he be able to tell if it's just because of what it is, or because it's got some sort of protection, or...? Uh, the most that you can tell is that you're not able to target it with the spell. Okay, so it must just not apply at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, I mean, what makes sense to me is that it's dead. Yeah. It doesn't or it just says, it... it just says creature. But I'm guessing what she's yeah. getting at is that it needs to be thinking. You know, if it's dead, it's not thinking. Yeah. Or, or is, just like in I mean, a coma or something, I don't know. Well, I was thinking, are there certain like demons slash creatures that have just like cannot be affected by a mind affecting spell type thing? So that way it's just like, it's possible. it does nothing to them. Yeah, if it, yeah. If I, don't is, know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Both I don't know of you roll me shit. a perception check. Oh, that just, should be at a advantage. Set just set it free. It'll be alright. 16 for me. Okay. Or I guess, is it related to sight or sound? It'd be related to sight. 21. So 16 and a 21. Peering intently at this thing. Dreamer, you catch on before Felgren does, but both of you, you know, the glass, or the, um, not the glass, the ice sort of warps the shape of whatever is within. You know, you're able to make out that it looks humanoid. But as you're peering at it closely enough, you see the telltale signs of it being made of wood. Huh? Interesting. What? It's a... <laughs> it's a wooden statue of a demon wrapped in chains and frozen? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Are these cultists just fucking nuts? Is this all this is? Like, it makes me think that... Like, you that's just answered your own question. <laughs> it's made of They're fucking... Cultists. Fucking of they wood? Sure. What the fuck? <laughs> She is giggling, like... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's funny, it's just like, it's one of those things where, like, 
part of me wants to meta read into it, but then it goes both ways where it's like, is she laughing because, like, this thing's not really wood? The moment we wake it up, it fucking comes back to life and murders <laughs> us? Or is she laughing because this whole thing was just silly because it was wood and it's just one of those, like, red herring type things where it's like, oh, there's no, a demon. Uh, I'm, I'm laughing because of the... Because the, the chain reaction of thought that came from it not being able to be targeted. Yeah. And immediately jumping to, well, maybe it's just dead or its mind can't be read. Yeah. Just look closer. Yeah, there it is. It's like, <laughs> and it's wood. Never mind. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it appears to be a, uh, a carved wooden statue that is buried in thick, clear ice. And bound in chains. And I would say it bears enough similarity to the necklaces that you both have found. If there, There's a connection. It's not a question of if there's a connection, it's that there's a connection. It would be reasonable to assume that this is, if not a, uh, if not a demon bound in ice, then an effigy or an altar to such. I think Lando knows what this is, but we can move on. So if you both want to give me another religion check as this thing is maybe stoking some uh, some memories or some thoughts. I got some thoughts. Oh, there we go. Oh, hey, 22. Yeah. Meanwhile, Felgrim's just like, why the fuck is it wood? <laughs> That's all he can think about. You can, if you want to, you can roll a religion check yourself there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Okay. Why not? I hope. Five. Yeah, there it is. Solid five. Yeah, still, why the fuck is it made of wood? Uh, Dreamer. Wood? Like a... Like a light or a torch being lit in a dark room. Say you're well-traveled enough now through Icewind Dale. You've been in touch with some religious folk. And certainly this figure is associated with the cold, so his name probably would have come up here and there in your travels. This figure could only be Levistus, one of the the demon lords of the nine hells, a frozen hell, a devil prince who rules the fifth layer. <laughs> it's the, uh, the one bitch. <laughs> oh, of course. Yes. Um, it's, uh, the demon lord. Supposed to be. This is probably just their little shrine to him. Lovistus? Yes. He's a devil, not a demon. Dummy. Alright, that one got me. <laughs> but there is a difference, you know. Yep. You think I'm part <laughs> demon? No, you're part devil. Oh, good. You know that one. Um, I'm just kidding. It was perfect that thing to say he was part asshole. <laughs> Part well, de- this is yeah, Dreamer. part devil, but 100% asshole. Okay, so it's just so, wood? Yeah, it's just... It's nothing. I don't think. Do we want to check the room, or should we get everyone out of here? Uh, we should probably check the room. Okay. Not that one. Oh, that this... one's... That raises the gate. Ah, uh, okay. This It one. would presumably send the gate crashing back down. Yeah, so, uh... Walking into that chamber to the west, the one that you can make the edge of a bed out, you find yourself in a small private quarter that 
has a, a red rug on the floor, a narrow bed, and a freestanding mirror with a wooden frame. None of these things are particularly remarkable. And none of them matched one another. They seem to have been cobbled together out of things from around the care. There is uh, no sign as to whose room this may be. This looks like a shitty bedroom. Maybe it's the uh, the one... God damn it, I can't remember her fucking name now. I don't know if Dreamer knows it. What, Avarice? Yeah. Well, take a look. See anything weird? He's just kind of like flippantly like lifting the mattress. He's just like tossing it over. Like, Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing under the mattress. You flip it over uh, against the wall. Nothing there. I will say, as you're both sort of exploring the room, there are not a there are no clues as to who this may belong to, aside from uh, on some of the surfaces of the wooden furniture are like small nicks in places that appear fresher than other sort of bumps and and bruises and scars on the wood, like where a raven would rest. Yeah, or like maybe where something clawed would rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing to see here. <laughs> well, that means Avarice is in on it. Of course she is. Wow, we didn't know that. I'm saying she could have been. You know, she said she was just you know traveling the area. Could have been. I I assumed maybe she was kind of like us. I I know they gave her a name like Avarice, but I was like maybe it's like a you know a mislead. Well, should we leave? Yep. And as we go past, um, could I produce flame on the brown mold? It's yeah. funny, because uh, Felgrin at the same time flicks a fireball at it. <laughs> produce flame and... I was literally going to do the same thing. And a firebolt. Alright, let me double check here. This could be, like, uh-huh. the end of your characters. We just kicked the hornet's nest. As I say, like, fucking... It just immediately melts this fucking thing and it goes from wood to demon immediately. I mean Now here's the funny thing, um Okay. If the if the main follower taking care of Levistus gets one shot by me, then fair enough. No, so as soon as both of you lob fire at this thing. Oh. It starts to expand rapidly. And cover the floor and the walls and the ceiling, almost as if it is curling towards you. And now you are both close enough to it as it expands outward that I am going to need a a constitution saving throw from you both. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Nobody to message. That's not great. Nope. Come on. There we go. That is pretty good. 21. One second. One second. I'm trying to fucking find it. Where it is? Good lord. There it is. Tides of chaos. You manipulate the forces of chance and chaos to gain advantage on one attack roll ability or saving throw. Okay. Seven. <laughs> well, maybe thirteen. Oh, seven for thirteen, and the DC is twelve. Nice. Uh, oh, that so saved your ass. Both of you take a half of twenty-six cold damage. So, 13 cold damage as this mold suddenly rapidly expands outward from the introduction of fire. So okay. got the same fucking mind. <laughs> yep. So he's just gonna be like, oh shit! And just absorb elements. Oh, I like you both did it. That's fantastic. 
Well, I don't remember it doing that. Nope. That's my bad. Nope. Let's just leave then. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Okay, statue so you're leaving. Wants to kick it, but he stops himself. Yeah. To to kick it, you would have to get within. Uh, five feet of the mold again because it's now like there's mold now creeping up the base of the statue and even just being in its presence like it is frigid the air here has dropped several degrees in just a couple of seconds since it expanded all right god (laughs) 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 but yeah so the two of you you return to the rowboat um the boat it's really only wide enough to fit uh, two people, three if you really squeeze and hold very still when you row. Fulgers would be like, actually, you know what? Fuck this. Hold on. Bat. He's going to walk back in. Okay. You have to stay five feet away from the mold, so be mindful of that. Wither and bloom. Wither and bloom. Okay. Non-magical vegetation dies. Yep, that, that's correct. That is a magical vegetation. That is, a, that is the question. Is it magical? I'm gonna argue that it is not. Ha! Fuck you, mold. Stupid butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the the brown mold on the, the walls and the floor and the ceiling and a little bit up the statue, it goes from a a brown sort of fuzzy color like the the fur of a brown bear to blackened and dead. Is it? And little little flakes of it start crumbling from where it is on the ceiling. Is it a frivolous use of spells? dusting your shoulders. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm going to give myself the hit die. Because that's part of the spell. And I gain four hit points. Nice. Yay. It's like, I mean, you're healing it up? Yeah, it's like, well, you fuck you. He walks back to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not even doing anything with the statue. Just wanted to get rid of that fucking mold. Well, Fuck. well the mold, will, <laughs> the statue will hopefully eventually melt because the mold is gone. Yeah, there's there's stupid fucking statue. Well, fuck you, fuck you, and your yeah. statue. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Boat. Now here's a question: Is the wood inside that the statue is made of? I mean, it's dead, but it's technically non-magical vegetation. That's actually so, a very good point. Yeah, it's kind of true. I would say it's already dead, but it does say it withers. Yes, it does. So, <laughs> when you cast the spell, the you could hear the ice creaking and see within that the wood seems to be shrinking on itself and is losing a lot of its shape. And you can see within that there are now air pockets around the withered form of, like, the horns and the humanoid shape within. So it is it has desiccated the wood even further. Nice. Like, you're half the devil I am. <laughs> Walk out. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. That's gonna be tasty. Okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna sit, I'm gonna sit on that one. Do it. Gross. So good's a cocky motherfucker. Yeah, you know what's uh, what's desecrating the an altar to the demon lord of Levistus? Yep. Sorry, the devil prince Levistus, Archduke of Vengeance, going to do? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He is literally the Archduke of fucking Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, well, if he comes after Felgren, he's gonna be the Archduke of getting fucked up. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> yeah, the infernal patron of vengeance and betrayal. Anyway, so ferrying the reasons people back and forth to hate devils. So, or yeah. no, it's absolutely like I love it. It's it's perfect for him. So you can really only fit two people in the boat unless you squeeze. So are you both staying in the boat and going back and forth several times? Are you? Is one of you staying on one of the landings? Yeah, I feel good. I'll just wait here. Walter, you fairies them. He'll just lean against the wall and just wait. Okay, that's sort of like the, the midpoint in the, the long cistern. Yeah, keep an eye down the, the hall here. Okay. So, Dreamer, going back and forth with the rowboat, it takes about a full minute for a round trip. And every time that you drop someone off on the far side, they immediately are like, are trying to sneak around, they're trying to remain unseen, because above them is that that closed hatch and all eyes are sort of kept on the ceiling waiting for the moment when that thing flies open and the alarm is raised and it is when you are returning from your fourth trip and you are abreast of where felgren is about midway down the cistern in that hallway area with the statue that you hear the creak of that trapdoor being lifted. <laughs> well, here we go.